welcome back to Save by the Spell. Yeah, it's been a few weeks, and I apologize for the delay. It's been a very active and activating time. I um, I injured myself last month, and I really put off going to the doctor because they thought, oh, it'll just get better, and it it wasn't. <laughs> So I sprained my shoulder in a couple of places, not really sure where in the process I did that because I have this really high threshold for pain and I love ignoring um, my physical body, especially as a person who is very, very um, hypervigilant to the spirit world. It's really easy for me to be out of the body and not present to it, so... Uh, I don't recommend that, you know, also with COVID and, you know, I I didn't want to go to the doctor. I didn't want to subject myself as a high risk person. I have asthma. I don't know. I just didn't want to do that, but I did. And now I'm in physical therapy and hopefully not that you needed to hear all of that rant, but hopefully, you know, I won't need surgery. I don't think I will. It's been, it's been really good for me to do, um, the physical therapy. Also, I'm back doing pony sweat again, which is like this fiercely non-competitive dance practice for all bodies. Definitely check them out. Pony sweat. I think it's .com, but they also have an Instagram. Do, do check it out. A lot of their offerings now, not only are they streamed live, but they have recorded ones, which is quite fantastic. If it's not meeting your schedule needs, you can do it on your own time. So I asked in my Instagram stories um, for some one or two word kind of subject ideas that you all would like me to discuss on this podcast. And I got a lot about, you know, I'll just read off some of them, like a lot about reading tarot, um, basics of effective spell work, how to set clear intentions, how to activate your own abilities, free will, again, intuition, um, Akashic records, spells, writing spells, professional guidance, interdimensional consciousness, um, more spell work, you know, tarot education, and living without worry of judgment. So those are some interesting things to pick on. Let me first start off by saying living without judgment worry of judgment. I think the direct relationship to living without worry of judgment relates directly to how much approval you need from other people for your existence. And I think it's really important to look at that. Do you need a constant approval from the outside world to do anything that you're doing. And if you do need that, I really encourage you to stop because you're not going to get much done because there's always going to be someone who disapproves of what you are doing. Now, growing up for me was quite an interesting journey. I was taught at a really young age that my intuition was wrong when in fact it was right. 
So for many, many years, I presumed that like, say, for example, if you liked me and you showed you liked me, that it was the opposite versus, you know, if you disapproved of me and you avoided me, it meant you wanted to be in my life. (laughs) It's very fucked up. Um, But, you know, it took a lot of rewiring because the basis of my foundation was in some ways as twisted as it was when people didn't like me or didn't approve or told me I couldn't do something, it activated this, I'll show you, I'll show you I can energy in me. And while it's not a healthy way of being, I think it, it, it got me to learn in a different kind of way. And obviously over the years, I've had to learn how to rewire my whole system. And I've done that through, you know, there's like neuralistic kind of types of programming, tapping. I definitely recommend that. Working on your own approval of yourself, though. Do you approve of you? You know, a lot of times we want acceptance. And honestly, you're not going to get 100% acceptance from the world. I know this for a fact because there are people that I've experienced in my life, you know, that didn't like me. They didn't approve of me or what I was doing. And if I listened to that, I wouldn't be where I am today. There are still people that don't like me. There are people that I trigger, you know, um, whatever I remind them of, maybe it's past life trauma we share. Maybe it's, I remind them of, um, a friend that, you know, duped them over. Maybe I have something that they think they want. And this leads me to talk about spell work, right? Because a lot of you asked about spell work and spell work is really, I think there's a couple of ways to go about it. Spell work is very personal, right? Or it can be very collective, community-based. And I do think that spell work is powerful. How you use spell work is also powerful and very telling. Do I believe that you should do spell work to get what you want? Yes, I do. But do I think you have to examine why you want what you want? Yes, I do. For example, I've had people ask me about, oh, love spells. First of all, you know, I've had people ask me if I do work for other people. I do not. I will pray for other people. Okay. I will put people in my prayers and intention settings and I will pray for them for what it is that they need or desire that's in their highest. But I do not do manipulation spells or hexing, or cursing. Um, I've done those, and I've done those in things that like I felt because they were a danger, but also, you know, you change and you grow. And I don't believe in hexing people. I believe in protection spells or protection magic. You know, there's like a difference. 
Um, you know, but I also, in love spells, I don't do love spells. I don't think it's in anyone's highest to manipulate someone to agree with you or to like you. Is it in your highest to empower yourself, to believe in yourself enough to know that you deserve or should have the love or support or resources to do your soul's purpose? Yes. But if it involves the punishment of another, no matter how wretched they may be morally in your mind, they're someone else's child (laughs) to someone else. So just think carefully with your spell work. Spell work, very directly related to intention, is important. Yeah, intention. Again, with spell work and any intentions that you set, I think it is important for you to be specific, but also allow room. Because often, oftentimes we ask for things and what do we really want? A lot of us think we want something because we think that's going to give us the answer to our own happiness or that thing. We're going to get that magical thing and all of our problems are going to be solved and suddenly we get it and then we realize, oh, this isn't the thing and then we're bummed, okay? Or we feel further away. So I would really recommend figure out what the fuck you want because you can ask other people what you want, but they're only going to tell you what they want, you know? Um, Yeah. And if you're like, I have no idea what to ask for, that's huge too. Not knowing, I want to assure you, is okay. Needing more time to know what you want, truly, honestly, is preferred because at least it's honest. You know, you can't just keep consuming thing after thing going, is that it? Is that it? It's like, Goldilocks. Is it this porridge? Is it that porridge? No. So when you don't know what to ask for, whether it's in a reading or a spell, but you want to move the energy, feel like you should take advantage of the new moon, the full moon, whatever, I really want to implore you to ask for what is in your highest that you can actually receive right now. Because if you're a person that doesn't believe you deserve the thing you're asking for, you're not going to get it. You know, quite frankly, you might get something that magnifies your belief in not getting it or not deserving it. So be very specific about one thing, even if it feels vague, even if it's like, you know what? I want more joy in my life. Joy can come in many forms. So let yourself feel the relief of letting things come to you that can actually feel appropriate for you. Okay? So, and I'm not saying you have to like dull down or dial back or minimize your desires, but You have to be honest about what you're desiring and if you actually believe you can get it. 
Because if you don't believe you can get it and you keep asking for something you don't believe you can get, you're only going to make that gap, like that distance, that separation, much more um, magnified, much more contrasted. It's like, especially around love. I want a person. I want my person. I want this. Well, do you even want yourself? These are important things to ask yourself. And I have to share this. This amazing thing happened to me last week. And I'm only excited to share it because it's like never in my life. I want to share it because I think like someone out there needs to hear this because they need to be reminded that things can change and you can change. There is a lot of people that I believe can't change. But I also believe more than often than not that people can change. And I feel like that because I am an example of that. But what happened was, as some of you, if you've been listening for a while or you know me, like I have a very tumultuous relation, an estranged relationship with my birth mother. Um, and... I'm going to be 44 soon. She's going to be 64 or whatever. And she, I haven't spoken to her in two years. And one of the big things that I decided in 2020 was that I needed to work on the pain and the resentment and the, the anger and the, the trauma, you know, with my upbringing with her. And I spoke to her for the first time last week. In two years. And I didn't agree with her. I didn't, I'm not best friends with her. I'm not, you know, changing my life to just suddenly involve her in it. But I will say it's the first time I didn't alter myself to be small around her. And I didn't alter myself to be bigger than her to protect myself. I just was myself. And I let her be her. I, what, I didn't put any projection or wish that she was different than who she was. And for the first time in my almost 44 years of living, I was not triggered by her. And holy shit. That was monumental. Now, will that happen anytime I talk to her? I don't know. But I just wanted to celebrate that little bit with you all because it felt very important that no matter what you grow up with, no matter who you come from, you can have plenty of disadvantages and plenty of wounding. But holy shit, I felt like I got a piece of my soul back that I didn't even know was missing. So if you're struggling with something that's been plaguing you for your whole life, trust and know that it might not all be at once and you might not ever get the apology or the comfort, not from those spaces and places that wounded you, but you can find solace in it somewhere else and you can do better. There's always that option. There were so many questions about um, shadow work and dreaming. 
I'm going to get someone on here that I think has got a lot of beautiful information to share with you. But until then, I'll be back with more information and, you know, trust that this Mercury retrograde period that we're in right now is a great time to revisit, refresh, recycle, (laughs) reconvene, and reunite with parts of yourself. Mercury retrograde is not to be feared. It'll be here till February 20th, so no love spells for your ex, okay? (laughs) Until then, be good to each other and blessed be. Thank you.